Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. So you want to know about that one, not anything else, right? No, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I think if um, I know I've been uh, aggressive all year going for it, really trust our guys in, in scenarios. I think fourth and three on your own 30, what was it? 33? Yeah, I think you get 32 out of 32 NFL coaches saying they punt that ball every time. 32 out of 32. Um, I, I don't – hey, if I had known they were going to return it to the four – in the in the in hindsight, I think I think I would and you know obviously I would have went for it there, um, but no regrets there on that. Um, that is not my thought process right there. And to be quite quite honest, with you, it, it depends on the score. But we were in a one point game, um, and like if we were down two scores, then of course um, you're going to go for it there in that scenario. But in a one point game. That's never even in, I, you know what, and until I was prepped for this question, because Bob does a really good job, as you guys know, um, I, yeah, I never, it didn't really even come, come to my mind. Um, the other one, the fourth and six, seven, fourth and seven, actually it was, fourth and seven at the 20, yeah, that, that isn't in my mindset either, um, especially, you know, we're up three, going to go up six, that's not my mindset. Now, did I feel like when Kansas City came down and scored, um, and we were up 10, Kansas City came down and scored, and I said to myself before the drive, we got to go score here, you know, just to, you know, in a touchdown. But fourth and six right there, um, that's not my mindset either. Um, again, when the, the score's different, like, you know, in the in the sense of, you know, you're down a couple scores, then your mindset changes. But in that scenario, you know, I, I, I made I made the decision I was comfortable in in that particular time. Nick, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the punt. Um, what happened? What went wrong there? Yeah, you know, obviously, um, you guys saw the punt. Like we didn't get um, the punt that Aaron didn't get the punt that he wanted there, right? And so there was a low hang time. The guy did a good job. Uh, Tony did a good job of scooping that up and not letting it hit. You know, we talk a lot about that with our group, or with our group, just trying to catch feel, fielding the punt is it, especially on a punt that's missed is a huge deal. And I would give a lot of credit to to Tony to come up and scoop that thing and get going. And then you know we missed it. We missed a couple tackles um, on that one. And you know we had guys down there. Um, and for for different reasons, you know, we missed a, a couple tackles there, and you know, tackling, right? And, and I know it will sound like like, but tackling is our responsibility as coaches to teach the crap out of the fundamentals there, um, and it's our responsibility as players to to make the tackles in there. So, you know, even though a tackle may look like, well, that guy missed a tackle, it's on all of us, right? Of you know, just making sure that we're on it with our fundamentals with it. The biggest fundamentals you, you guys see our building all the time. Um, you know, fundamentals, football IQ, you know, all the things that we preach all, all over and over again. But, you know, offensively, there's no bigger uh, fundamental than taking care of the football. 
um, how you, how you block, uh, how you, and then on defense, it's, you know, tackling, getting off blocks and, and how you take the football away. And we just, you know, we missed some tackles, but we also got to do a better job of coaching the tackling fundamentals. Yeah, how we got... The defense was really clicking in the first half, in the second half, so they made some adjustments. What, what are some adjustments you think they made that kind of made the defense struggle a um, You know, they, they did a good job um, staying on the field. I think it was a, uh, the, the, the two halves. You saw one half where – you know, we can, we controlled the clock and they didn't convert on some third downs. And then you saw, you know, the opposite happened in the second half where they were converting and then they had some drives. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I know it says that we had four possessions on offense in the second half, but one of them was a, was a one play jump ball. Right. And so I'm not really counting that to, so it only have three possessions in that, in that second half that's low. And I think you tribute that to, they were able to run it, um, and get their run game going um, more consistently and and really converting on third downs. I think in the first half they were, I don't know if they were they 0 for 4 in the first half maybe, um, and then they finished the game 4 for 8. So, you know, they did a good job on, on converting on on, four, on third downs, pardon me. Um, and then also, you know, I thought they, they did a good nice job of, of running the ball there um, in those. So that's what I would contribute. Um, a kind of the swing of the halves was the, the situational football on third down. Um, and also, um, and also the the run game. Howie, I know you guys don't want to make excuses, but when you look at the field condition, what's the organizational take on that? Is there uh, any recourse you have with the league? Um, where do you go with Both that? Teams played on the same field. But, I mean, obviously, your edge rushers were. You know, it's a big strength of this team, and both teams played on the same field. Nick, uh, obviously, part of success is is losing coaches. You you knew this was possibility uh but what you know how does that affect you moving forward is it obviously it's going to be difficult but what what plan do you have in place and and obviously you're not going to say who but how difficult is it to traverse this yeah you know you the whole thing like we're we're obsessed with um developing our football players right and we do many different things um, throughout the the year to develop our players, and I'm obsessed personally because of the stock that people have put in me um, of how we develop our football coaches as well. Um, so constantly want you know from from our position coaches to our coordinators all the way to our quality control coaches and assistant position coaches. I want them involved in everything, and I try to get give them things that help me throughout throughout the you know my career, and that's my job as the head coach. So. With that, you know, Shane and, and Jonathan were successful not only because Shane and Jonathan are good football coaches, but also because they have good assistants and they have good people uh, working with them. And And so I feel like we have a lot of good in-house uh, options, um, which is always going to be where, where I start because, you know, that's that's just always kind of been how I've learned of, you know, grooming the people that you have and, and attempts for when this day happens that you're that you're ready to go. But but we won't stop just there. I mean, we'll, we'll look at every option um, to um, to make sure we're getting the the best the best people in here to help our team. We're going to do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so but I do believe we have great options in house. Um because when you're grinding to put together a staff, um, 
you're not just grinding to put together the offense and defense coordinator. As a matter of fact, I mean, really, the offense and defense coordinator was when when you hired me, we knew exactly who we were hiring at those spots. The grind was getting getting the peep the soldiers, the guys, like the getting those other guys in place that we felt really good with. You know, so a lot of good options. Um, you know, last last two years ago, I remember Shane and I, we, we interviewed about nine nine running back coaches, and and Coach Singleton was the ninth. I'm like, this is the guy right here. So there was a lot of work that went went into that. And so again, feel really good about in house, but we will also do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles of um, replacing these guys. So when you look at offensive touchdowns, Nick, uh, one with Tony and one with Sky Moore, seem to be on a, a similar look, where you know, motioning and then going back the other way. You just kind of run us through um, what went wrong in those situations and why it wasn't corrected when you got a similar. Yeah, you know, it was uh, obviously you talk about everything that that happens out there with the attempts of, you know, if you see it again, you're ready for it. Right. That's both offensively and defensively. We were in a completely different coverage, a completely different look. Different things were supposed to happen on each play. So uh, meaning there was a different defensive coverage on the first one, right? There was an execution. I'm not, I'm not, uh, there was an execution error on the first one, and and I just want everybody to understand when I say execution error, right, right, that is you know we didn't we we didn't do something correct on the field, but what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it, right? And so it, it, we're all in this together, right? And and it's never just one play, but we're all in this thing together. Like, okay, well, the, they didn't execute that well on the field, but we need to do a better job of making sure they can do it as, as coaches. The second one, they got us, all right? And and you're like, well, how did they get us when they already did it? On We were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different uh, scheme that we were doing, Um you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and, and ended up um, scoring on the play. But what also doesn't go into play either is that, you know, a lot of the times that we've adjusted with that motion, you know, and the way we've done that has helped us a lot in the red zone as well. Um, credit to them of finding a way to attack it. Again, it was two different coverages that they did. Uh, credit to them to going back to something that, that worked for them as well. Um, but – you know that defense right there has has helped us a lot this season too with how we've adjusted with the motion uh, on different things. So listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And but you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things right throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little. Right? There's you're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. Again, you want to try to do it your best to to do that, but. In that particular case, they got us on that second one, um, and you know, hats off to them. When you're looking, when you're looking to replace uh, the opposite side um, coordinator, you said before that the scheme that John runs is the one that you want. Um, so, in replacing him, are you going to maintain that scheme, or do you want to just find the best guy possible there's, and then go with his scheme? Yeah, you know, there's core values that I have. Not core values, you know, what my core values are. There's core thought processes that I have on defense, you know, and so there's going to be things that, yes, I, do I like a lot of the things that we're doing on there? Yes, I do. You know, I, I, you think you're going to see that I really believe in, or you see, you know this, that I really believe in the turnover differential. I really believe in the explosive play differential. And so there's things of that nature that, of that defense that I, that I like. And then there's going to be things situationally um, that are, 
non-negotiables, I guess to say with me, um, whether it's third and long, whether it's, um, you know, tight red zone, whether it's two minute and the, and the game plays, whether it's uh, four minute defense, like backed up, I'm going to naturally have things that I'm going to require the next defensive coordinator to do. But I also know that I'm hiring somebody to do their job. Um, to the best of their abilities, and, and that's that's I'm you know that's why I'm hiring them, um, and so again, do is every nobody? It's all going to look a little bit different. No matter if you bring you know Jonathan's twin brother in, which he doesn't have in the first, but if you brought him in, it's still going to look a little different when that guy calls it as opposed to Coach, Coach Gannon, and and so there's going to be little changes, little differences, but again. I guess my long way of answering that is I'm not opposed to changing, um, but uh, you know it's 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 I'm again I'm going to do what's best for the Eagles. Um, we have great in-house candidates, right? Um, there's candidates outside that we know that there's a lot of good football coaches out there that we know there as well. Again, there's going to be core, not as much as the offense, Jeff, like where. You know, Shane leaves and it's, you know, I'm, I'm saying here's what we're, here's what the offensive scheme that we're running. But there's going, you know, with the defenses or hiring the guy to do his job, I do have core beliefs that I don't want to change, you know, intermixed with that. But he's still got to do the job and do his, to his best ability to do the job that we hire him to do, whoever that may be. So, um, Hopefully I answered your question. Nick, 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 will you, Nick, no matter who the new offensive coordinator, whether it's Brian or someone else, will you continue to not call? Will you have that guy call the plays? Do you like the setup? I do. I do. It really it does help me manage the, the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me interact with the players more, um, you know, um, on the sideline, right? And, you know, it helps me be able to discuss something that, you know, that, you know, with somebody upstairs um, to get on the defensive headset when the offense is up, vice versa. Um, you know, and so, I, I yes, that will be my intent um, to let the next offensive coordinator call the game. Um, and, again, I feel like we've seen benefits from that. Again, I just feel like my ability to manage the game um, I feel like I do a better job managing the game when I don't have the, and, you know, and some guys do it and they, and they do a great job of it. And I'm highly impressed by that. It's for me, that's what works is this and, and I'll continue doing it that way. Um, that's the plan. What impressed you most about Brian Johnson this year? And when we look at Jalen's growth, how much uh, was his input? Yeah, that? huge, huge. Uh, Brian, you know, it, it starts with the relationships that we have with the players, and Brian stepped right in here and had a great relationship with our quarterback, dating back to when our quarterback was, you know, however old he was, two years old. And so, um, the relationship means a lot, and and the and the trust was automatically there, right? Some sometimes you have to develop the trust. A lot of times you have to develop the trust, um, but that was there. And then, you know, with with that, Brian's Brian's great with not just Jalen with everybody, right? He can, he can adapt and, 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 you know, just be able to connect with anybody on our roster. Um, and that's offensively and defensively. And that's one thing that I think that Brian's special at. Um, and then, and then we're not even talking about the football knowledge that he has. And, and so Brian's excellent um, with Jalen as far as his development of fundamentals. I think you've heard me say this plenty of times. Like, 
uh, two coaches have to have two things, right? They have to be able to, for position coaches, first and foremost, have to be able to get their players better as players. They have to be able to take them a level here to, to a higher level that they can't reach them uh, without the coaching of that individual. And that, and that happens through fundamentals and um, being able to explain the plan, being able to explain the offense to, to make it easy for that, easier for that player to understand and uh, to execute. Brian does a great job of that. And then Brian's very, also very gifted in the sense of helping be able to scheme, you know, even though he wasn't the offensive coordinator um, last year, he still helps a great deal with our schemes and our, and our way we're attacking defenses all in the run game, in the pass game, in the protection world, um, in situationals. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's been a great, great influence, obviously, for, for Jalen. And, and Jalen's done a nice job, obviously. Um, but it's a good relationship um, of those two guys because I, I do believe that's helped Jalen become a better player. Sticking with Jalen, actually, have one for you, Howie. Um, you know, he's, I know it's been a while, right? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason. How motivated is the organization to secure his future with the team long term? Yeah, I think um, obviously we want to keep our, our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So, um, that's some we'll we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. I mean, given the magnitude of that deal, though, um, would you like to understand what that's going to look like before you can go forward with the rest of the offseason? Yeah, I think um, we have a good sense of what we need to do here. Um, we have a, a little bit of time here too to kind of figure it out and and get away and discuss that, but. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the most important thing is keeping our, our best players here. And, um, you know, Jalen's uh, certainly one of our best players. What's the timeline looking like to hire a defensive coordinator? If you don't have one in time by the combine, how much will that affect the player evaluation process, not having that person to pick the scheme? Yeah, I mean, we want to get it done uh, as, soon as, we, as soon as we can, not, but not be in a rush. You know, I think that's the best way to say that, you know, get um, – is that we'll be diligent because we need to be diligent, and if if it takes us interviewing nine coordinators like we did with the running running backs to to get Jamal Singleton, we'll do that. We'll get the, to get the best person um, that can help us, you know, um, be a good football team. And so, timeline, no timeline. Are we working um, um, with urgency? Of course. Um, are we working in a rush? No. There's a, there's a sense out there, I guess that. The Jalen contract will prohibit you guys from keeping other key pieces. What's your confidence level that you'll be able to, maybe not everybody that you want, but that you'll be able to keep the core intact even with a Jalen contract? Yeah, I think I think we have uh, obviously a large number of free agents um, that we knew going in. And I think um, when we looked at this team, and we always look at this team over not just this year, but over a period of time, uh, we knew we needed to get additional picks. It's one of the reasons that – we made the trade last year it was to make sure that we had picks going forward. And um, even though maybe we don't have the, the amount of picks this year, we have a bunch of high picks. And then um, next year, we're, we're going to have a tremendous amount of picks. You know, uh, we already have two additional picks from uh, two trades that we made. And um, just by the sheer number of the free agents, we're going to have comp picks next year. I mean, it, it, even if we signed a bunch of our guys, we are going to have comp picks next year. So um, I think we go into it with that, understanding that it's going to be impossible to keep every single person on this team. But, um, you know, we're here to compete. You know, I think that you know, a, a lot of times I, I've heard this week, you know, we'll be back. You know, just because we say it doesn't mean it. we got to make that happen. And um, I take great pride in, in trying to do my part. Howie, along, along those lines, um, 
know, obviously you guys had three early round picks from last year. They didn't play a whole lot. You know, how important is it for those guys to kind of take a big step next year, as well as the guys you're probably going to draft? Yeah, we look at the draft as kind of long-term decisions. You know, we don't want to just draft for immediate needs. It would be great if that's what ends up happening with the right players, but we've gotten in problems here where we've just said, hey, we have a need at this position. Let's go draft the best guy at this position. Um, all those guys are ready to play, um, you know, if, if we need them, and they, they could play a variety of roles, so that doesn't mean that we can't bring back the veteran players at those positions. Some of the players at those positions are – some of the greatest players, um, not only to play on our team this year, but in this franchise, and we'd love to have some of those guys back. Um, but those guys are ready. You know, um, they were ready to play this year. Uh, they just had great guys in front of them. Howie, the fact that uh, last time you gave out a big contract to a quarterback, it didn't work out as envisioned. How did that inform your thinking? Does it influence you at all um, you know, this time around? I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at um, – the individual player, and that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to, but um, I think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in, a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time, and so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us. Nick, will, Nick, will Michael Clay be back? Uh, yeah. Yes, he will. Um, I thought we did a, ni- a nice job as far as just improving. You know, we had some we had some rocky uh, beginnings in, in special teams, Um and I thought we did a nice job improving those special teams as the year went as the year went along. Um, a lot of credit to Coach Clay. Obviously, a lot of credit to the players that stepped up and, and made plays to do so. Again, are we? You know, we talked about the punt and the, and the punt return by Kansas City. Hats off to them. Um, we didn't do a good enough job on that play. Um, but again, nothing is ever decided on one play. Um, and so I have a great deal of confidence in Coach Clay and his, and the job that he, he does, he did in these, these last two years and how we, we've improved. He's improved, right? Um, he's improved greatly. Um, our, our special teams has improved greatly. And, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, we, we, we discuss everything just like what we discuss. You know, we discuss everything in the season. We discuss everything in the off season. We discuss – we're going to discuss everything. Um, you know, again, we have so many bright minds in here, and and it's a it's a team sport. We, have, we play the greatest – we are involved in the greatest team sport there is. And so we don't go out into the field and, and say, hey, you got it. You got it all. Hey, Jason, Kelsey, you got it all on you today, right? We do it as a team. Or Jalen, you got it all on you today. We do it as a team. And that's, that doesn't stop just on the field with our, our players. It, it goes into the front office with the coaches, the coaches with the scouts and, and everything, and it, just with everybody. I mean, you asked me why, how we, we were able to get into the position we were in. And you can't – it's not – and it's not – it's everything. It's literally everything. It's it's Bob and his staff. It's it's the cafeteria staff. It's it's Dom. It's it's Paul. It's Kathy. It's the video uh, department. I mean, this is just a top notch uh, organization. And so, it, but like I said, it, it's everything. Like you know, it's 
did I know like the first staff that we hired was it just guys that I knew no we, we wanted to get the best coaches you know and, and we did and we ended up you know doing a lot of that just how do you know anybody here like how do you what, like there's a lot of back and forth in there just like there is when we're talking about a player and, and how we say what do you think hey, Kenny you've heard our Kenny Gainwell story hey look at this guy oh my god we both love him let's get this guy like it's that's just the way, you know, good organizations, good football teams work, and uh, and I, I value that that relationship. No matter the scheme, no matter the scheme what, what does Jordan Davis need to do this offseason to become a, a regular player on this defense? You know, this year it was unique, but to I think to to me at least um, on that defensive line group, um, maybe not so much for Jordan, right? Because Jordan played at Georgia where they got deep defensive line group we have a deep defensive line group and even the conversations I've had with Milton and um and and Marlin like like they were in a they were they played little less than probably what we what what people may think they should have in the sense of we had a lot of different guys playing on that and, and giving really good reps and so um, that was a unique year. Um, we're we're gonna we understand that not every year could can be like that, and that roles will change, right? And that's just not on the defensive line. That's through everybody, and we have so much confidence in Jordan that he's going to continue to uh, develop as a player. He's going to take the reps. That, He's he's only going to continue to get better with the reps that he that he has. He has unusual traits, his unusual size, unusual athletic ability, have unusual play, uh, play strength, and um, looking forward to him, you know, uh, having you know being able to get more and more reps. Speaking of the, more folks. speaking of the defensive line from the other night, your pass rush was such a strength this year. Looking back at the tape, why do you think in key moments you weren't able to get that pass rush that you usually got this season? You know, a lot of a lot of different factors. Obviously, uh, going to and, and first and foremost, you have to you have to tip your hat to to Kansas City. Um, got how they how they got the ball out, uh, different ways. You know, schemes to to get guys open. Um, their offensive line uh, did a good job. They they you know they they did a good job. Um, they have they have good players, and they're in that position to play in that that game as well. Um, so first, you always give give credit uh credit there um you know we've definitely had different um games where we've had tons you know tons and tons of pressure um and you know in this one and this one wasn't uh one of those games um now there's still was some pushback there was still you know abilities to get there um and, and we still got some pushback in the pocket and everything like that but again um whether he, you know, sometimes Mahomes scrambled, sometimes he got it away quick. Um, Kelsey got open uh, quick. Um, again, they, they, I think you got to give them a lot of credit, uh, a lot of credit there. Yeah, actually, yeah, biggest piece of wisdom you walk away with that Super Bowl with. You guys are just going to keep going. Nick, what's the, uh, the biggest piece of wisdom you walk away from like, the Super Bowl with? Uh, the wisdom is that I think it's we were there, we were close. And all that does to me is make me hungrier to, to get back. And, and, and that's about the last time you'll hear me say get back because what you're going to say, you're going to hear me say is what? I'm going to do it one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time because that's the right mindset. But that doesn't affect, that doesn't stop you from when you, when you see the red and yellow confetti far or you have a piece of it stuck on your damn shirt, right? Uh, that you don't think to yourself, 
I, I got to do everything I can do to help our, our guys get back to this moment. Um, and so the wisdom that it is, is not as maybe that's not a wisdom thing. Maybe that's more of my drive. And I know our players drive and I know how he's drive to be like, Oh my God, we were there. Right. We talk about climbing the mountain. We were, we were, we climbed the mountain. We look one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Don't. And then we slip right before we were able to put our flag at the top of the mountain. Um, all that does is make you more determined, driven, uh, to to make that climb again, to get back to the top, and and hopefully, you know, put your put you know stand at the top, you know, um, like Rocky before he fought Drago and was yelling out Drago over over top of Moscow. I, I used to make Rocky uh, analogies. I get it, but that's all. That's the wisdom that that happens. And the other part of it, um, Tim, is this that you know half the fun of this thing, half the reason we do this, and uh, you know, big big part of the reason is the journey. So, without getting <laughs> sentimental here, like it's it's you know that is the last time that that group of men will be together. Um, and so, you know, you know you're gonna it, it, like how we said you can't. Not everybody. It's, it's not gonna be the same team. There's gonna be draft picks. There's Jonathan's gone, Shane's gone. Um, different things are gonna happen. Um, but you look back, you always cherish that journey. It didn't end the way you wanted it to, but the journey was special. The men involved in the journey were special. Um, the relationships that were built will last forever. Um, yeah, I'm, if I keep going up. Uh, yeah, I'm good. How do you go about the scenario planning for the offensive line dependent on Jason's Just thinking about what Coach said, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for us, offense line is always going to be a priority. You know, um, you've seen the way we build teams. It's really, uh, it's not like we have some some secret sauce here. Everyone everyone knows the ingredients, and um, so for us, um, we're going to continue to going through our off season process. You know, um, I think for us during the, the season, um, we are we are doing everything for twenty twenty three during the season. So this isn't like a you know, we're a month behind and we're starting from scratch. Like, um, we've been working this and, you know, coach will come to my office on a Wednesday, who you watch and tell me about this guy. So it's like, we're not, we're not like, uh, starting from scratch here. Um, we're going to evaluate all the players. Um, we're going to make sure that, um, we keep our priorities in, in the right place here, um, for this off season. And, um, you know, uh, we got a scar, you know, we got a scar on us and, um, it's going to heal over time and we're going to do everything we can everything in our power to make sure that um you know we bring the city our, our players our staff what they deserve for more eagles news and exclusive interviews be sure to subscribe to all of our eagles original podcasts including eagles update eagles insider and eagle eye in the sky